welcome to another episode of a progressive and a libertarian walking to a bar. I'm Sean Osborne. Bernie yes. Yes, indeed. So last night, Fernie and I got together and uh, we partook in his celebratory uh, whiskey whirlwind mm-hmm. tour. So <laughs> you want to talk a little bit about the talk a little bit about the whiskey we were drinking? Yeah, it was a Glenfiddich 14 year old um, whiskey. Uh, it was absolutely tasty. Single malt, very very tasty. Definitely a sipper. You can't you, you can't down it. You have to enjoy the very very cold. It yeah, it does keep you warm when you're hanging out outdoors, socially distant. Yeah, this cold California weather. Right, and it was, but it was absolutely the perfect um, liquor to have to celebrate something so momentous as the end of four four year long national nightmare that we've been we've all been living through, along with the rest of the world. Yeah, and, and you said it was like fourteen years old. Fourteen years old, and four more years, it'll be able to vote. That's right. <laughs> well, what are, what are you going to celebrate with it next? Um, I'm not sure. Uh, maybe uh, Attorney General Doug Jones. Maybe Attorney General. Uh, I'm not sure. Uh, um, maybe Adam Schiff. Attorney General Adam Schiff would be. Really oh cool. Jesus Christ! You're trying. You're trying to kill me um, now. Um, I mean, there's lots of things to celebrate as things like uh, like having a national testing program. I think that would be worth celebrating. Yeah. Um, having Obamacare be revamped to plug up a lot of the holes that were left from the original compromise in 2008, 2009, excuse me. Yeah. I mean, lots of things to celebrate. Um, the U.S. joining the WHO, the, joining the Paris Climate Accord. I mean, these are all great things that we can celebrate. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, lots, so I'll lots. be listening for those things and be looking for the return trip, uh, the second leg of the tour, uh, the yeah. whiskey, <laughs> whirlwind whiskey tour. <laughs> Bernie Sanders uh, whirlwind whiskey tour. Say that a few fucking times. Yeah. And and, uh, so I should probably clarify uh, on that. So yesterday I felt it absolutely necessary to, to be able to celebrate this, this momentous occasion with uh, a lot of other like-minded folks. So the original plan was to make four different stops along the way, all around LA and Orange County. Um, I only did two stops uh, due to logistical reasons. But both, both were a lot of fun. I, I stopped to see a friend in Orange County, and then I went over to see you, and it was a good time. It was definitely you went time. behind the orange curtain, huh? Yeah, and uh, I was uh, very, very happy to be able to meet, meet my friend and my friend Renee, who is also uh, uh, like-minded. And um, we were very ta- talking loudly, talking shit about Trump, uh, talking about Biden, celebrating, and um, as we usually do when we hang out. And uh, there was no pushback. There were, I, I don't know how many um, Trump supporters that were in that specific area, but it was fun. It was good. Like we were hanging out like downtown Santa Ana, so I'm not sure. Yeah. Yeah, we, we weren't hiding our, our, our giddiness and joy. So. Yeah. It was great. Yeah, then he swung by here. People were getting down across the street having a cumbia party. <laughs> good for them, man. Good for them. Yeah. So the Heights I mean, was the place to be fireworks. It was like it was the 4th of goddamn July probably a new holiday out here i mean it's uh la la has been battered by COVID 19 the unemployment all of that in the last couple weeks having had the dodgers win the world series for the first time since 1988 and then to have biden win oh man it's great news all (laughs) good stuff all around for la yeah um until we step back into the reality that we're all living in yeah yeah, once the high wears off. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
All right, well, let's take a break there and we'll come right back. And then we're going to talk a little bit about the election and uh, decriminalization. And there was something else I'll figure it out before we get back. Hi, this is Sean. Thanks for listening to a progressive and a libertarian walk into a bar. Please rate, review, and share it. You know, whether you like it or not, ratings and reviews are great. The more people that see it, you help us out. Um, also, if you'd like to contact us, I am at Mad Sean Osborne on Twitter. Uh, the Facebook page is a Progressive and a Libertarian Walk Into a Bar. And on Twitter, it is PNL Podcast. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Uh, so let's just spend just a minute or two on the election and uh, anything new that you'd noticed that uh, you were saying something about Joe Biden going to church. Yeah. yeah. So um, the, the last time that we uh, recorded, we were seeing how close everything was still, but everything was leaning towards Biden. And as of that recording, now we know, obviously, that, that uh, Biden won. Uh, the AP called it for Biden. Trump is still acting like uh, there are there are legal ways to maneuver around uh, what he calls around illegally casted votes, uh, illegally cast votes, excuse me. And so um, aside from that, um, less than graceful acceptance of law, uh, <laughs> Biden is still, you know, he's moving forward. He, he's moving forward as a president-elect, but he is. He's already chosen, um, he's starting to look at his cabinet. He's already chosen who is going to be leading his COVID-19 task force. Um, and this morning, um, he headed to church and Trump headed to play golf. At, of course, at one of his golf, cl- uh, golf clubs. I'm sorry, <laughs> one, of his, uh, one of his resorts, uh, golf courses that he owns. And it, it, just, it just seems so emblematic of um, the pandering that Trump had been doing to the evangelicals, the Christians, religious folks, um, that instead of seeking, let's say, solace or maybe advice or maybe seeking some sort of meditative uh, inner reflection on what to do next in such a, he finds himself at a crossroads in his life, not only for himself, but for his family, for the nation, uh, for the future of America, and he goes golfing. And (laughs) it should should really have opened the eyes to a lot of, Christians and evangelicals that thought that he really was uh, God's chosen uh, person to lead America. Um, well, Biden went to church because he is a Christian. Excuse me, he's a Catholic. And he has yeah. been a Catholic all his life. So, yeah, that is so, yeah. pretty funny. Yeah, it's nuts. It's not, you know, actually, what's, what's funnier, and I'm sure you heard about this, and it was confusing at first, um, about why Rudy Giuliani yesterday, like right before or right around the same time that the AP announced that uh, Biden had won the election, they held a news conference at the Four Seasons, not the hotel, but Four Seasons Total Landscaping in Philadelphia. And if you're, if you're, if anybody was wondering, like, why the hell was he, were they having a a, a news conference about the election at a landscaping business that happened to be sandwiched between a crematorium and a sex shop? Uh, you had to you had to scratch your head on that, and it turns out, through uh, apparently what happened was that uh, Trump had announced there would be a news conference um, at Four Seasons, 
And then apparently he made this announcement before having booked that specific uh, hotel for the news conference. So when the Trump campaign or whoever uh, contacted the Four Seasons Hotel to book the room for the news conference, they said, no, it's not available for whatever reason. And so instead of backtracking, instead of revising, instead of sending a, a second um, tweet with the correct information for a nearby hotel in downtown Philadelphia, they decided to Google Four Seasons, a business with the name Four Seasons. And they found one that was in the outskirts of Philadelphia and it was a landscaping business and they went ahead and set up speakers. They put up placards, <laughs> posters behind, like literally like on like the garage door of uh, Total Lands of Four Seasons Total Landscaping. And, <laughs> and then Giuliani went on a rant about, um, about border fraud without any proof, without any evidence. The sleazy burger dress. Yeah. The sleazy yeah. burger dress. Yeah. <laughs> so they can put it on that. Google Maps. That's that's the way they should they should they should ping it as the sleazy burger address. Yeah, and it could be like yeah. a place for people to go by and get their selfies. Right? How about that? <laughs> that's a good idea. Like one selfie with the crematorium and one selfie with yeah the, with the yeah look. adult bookstore. And there was this is a part of history right here, right fucking right, here. Right. <laughs> <laughs> what a legacy, man! What a legacy. Right. Like it just. Yeah. It's like, like you think about like when Trump started this whole thing coming down the gold escalator at one of his hotels, and it mm -hmm. ends at a at a at a poorly planned news conference, at a at a landscaping business. Like if <laughs> like if if the Trump campaign, if Trump himself, if the Trump administration, his cabinet, had been smarter, had been uh, had had uh, I, I had actually had the intelligence to be able to do a lot of the things that they needed to wanted to carry out. They would have actually done some damage. They probably would have been able to carry out this this fight to to throw off or get rid of legally cast votes somehow. Well, and maybe we got into the Supreme Court, but it just speaks volumes of how uh, um, how unable and lacking uh, um, competence they they are. It, it's, mm -hmm. it's crazy. It's crazy. It is a it is a sight to behold. Yes. Um, <laughs> We should also mention that now that Biden is the, is the declared winner and with a few legal hurdles along the way, um, one of the things that is now happened is that Kamala Harris is now the first female vice president. She's also the first um, African-American vice president. She's also the first Asian-American vice president. She's also the first biracial vice president. Her husband will be the first second gentleman. That's the official title. Yeah. Um, and Biden's wife will be the first lady, the first first lady that will also have had, or that will also have a full-time job while a first lady. She's a, a teacher. Who, oh, Biden's wife? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. She's a doctor. Holy shit. No, she's a doctor. <laughs> no, I, I think Biden. she. I think I thought. Yeah, she is a doctor, but I think I think she teaches though. Yes. Well, she's still a doctor. Yeah. And then she has her medical degree. Yes. So yeah, there's a lot of a lot of firsts, a lot of good firsts for for the U.S. It's a it's it's a it's always. Um, I think it's really important to let people know that representation matters. Like uh, even something like having like a Black Panther. Uh, that was a great, great. Not only was it a great movie, but it was like one of the first movie to have a, a African American uh, protagonist. So, 
along the same ways. Like I remember when Sonia Sotomayor became the first Latina uh, Supreme Court justice. It was a huge, huge win for for us, and it made me realize that now that my niece, who's growing up in this world, will can look at the Supreme Court justice and feel like, okay, there is one of us in there, and it's not out of the realm of possibility for me or others that look like me to be able to reach that high to dream for a position like that. So so why so thing. why do, so why do you think more progressives in the news and especially the media if this is so important that they make the big deal out of all those things why do you think it is that they didn't mention ricky dale harrington who came out of a race with no democrat he was the first african-american to run for office as a senator in arkansas but they didn't touch that so see i mean i find some of that to be a little hollow because when it you guys are lovely Wait, to lovingly why, why are, you, hold on a second asking? because yeah, no, I'm, I'm asking why you think that, because to me, the way right. I see it is it's only it's only when it's something you agree with. If it had been a, uh, you know, an African-American uh, Republican who was the first to do it, uh, like, say, Condoleezza Rice had won. I don't mm -hmm. think everybody would mm -hmm. be running around quite as happy about it. I, mean, I don't think they'd be screaming about it being the first. So somebody like Ricky Dale Harrington, who also was doing a first. Uh, and going after somebody who was really bad against criminal justice reform, the fact that the, the media wouldn't touch it. Um, and he still got 39% of the vote. So, I mean, he was really close to being able to beat him. And, you know, I think with a, if, if, if the left is going to play these politics and say that that's the most important thing on earth, uh, then, they, then they should feel the same when it's somebody they disagree with as well. Because it's really more about your politics than it is the, the ethnicity, I think. Well, to, an, to answer your, your first question, why aren't the Democrats talking about a libertarian? That, that should answer your own question. Um, second, did, we, we did, don't did you listen to his policies? He, they no, no, because if, well, I mean, if somebody's labeled, if somebody labels themselves as a libertarian, generally yeah. I know that I'll disagree with them on, special, on some very key issues. Let me, let me let me give you some of his issues, and you tell me if it wasn't worth at least mentioning it to, to, to get rid of somebody like Tim Cotton. He said he was not opposed to uh, the possibility of the government having mandates on masks. He said he felt that the the decriminalization of drugs and reform of the uh, of the justice system was some of his major issues. Obviously, pretty anti-war as well. So, and uh, you know helping the foster kids and stuff. So those, those are issues that he was out talking about. And the other guy, his opponent, is talking about uh, incarcerating more people, that we have an under-incarceration problem, so, right? Um, and you're, the, and you're there was no Democrat. Me, you're, you're, you're asking me, I'm not a Democrat, so but you're asking me why Democrats wouldn't talk more about him. Or how about the media? How about the media? Because they do make a big, I, the they do make well, a big the, deal out of Kamala well, Harris. Well, that race specifically was not interesting at all. So it wasn't like, interesting that a guy who wants more incarceration during this movement? I mean, interesting in the sense that there was no neck and neck um, that there wasn't like a big amount of money. It wasn't uh, like there was a sudden surge of money that was going to go towards the, the opposition candidates. It was a pretty, like, it, when you look at the race, uh, Tom Cotton was pretty secure um, in being able to win that race, right? 
had it, had it been close, like other races, and yeah, I'm sure people would have been talking about it. He was within. He was within the. Uh, he was within the uh, undecided voter range to win it. It was so, two to one. Huh. Two to one. Two to one. Wasn't it like so? He got thirty-eight percent of the vote. Thirty-nine. Thirty-nine percent. Yeah. But yeah, and and Tom Cotton. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I see what you're saying. Yeah, but still, I mean, he was he. There was a big undecided. There was twelve percent that was undecided, and you know, with any coverage in the media, there there that would have been a lot different. I think. I feel. Well, I mean, Libertarian Party is not very popular, and it was a, a race that was not going to be a nail biter or essentially interesting. Put it this way: Would you would you rather have somebody who wants real criminal justice reform in the in the Senate yeah. uh, to, to work with yeah. Democrats, or would you rather yeah. have a Republican? See, it's it's strategic. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're, I I agree with you, but if you're asking me why Democrats aren't talking about it, it's obviously they're not going to talk about Libertarians. Now, why is the media has, not now, now that you say it's not that. An now, now that you understand that, you see why a libertarian wouldn't vote for Joe Biden then, or Kamala Harris, because I'm so thoroughly opposed to them. <laughs> so, yeah, I guess I guess we proved each other's points there. Well, see, like <laughs> if, if the if the future, let's say, of California depended on uh, voting for somebody that we know that for the last four years has been doing horrible things to our state, and supporting somebody that um, who may have done who may have done questionable things, but was doing everything possible to be uh, likable by the pop, by the electorate. Um, I mean, it's pretty easy. It's pretty easy to choose who you want to vote for and 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 avoid a third party. So that that's why a lot of people, um, let's say, even if they were holding their noses when they voted voted for Biden, knowing that Kamala Harris was in the ticket, then yeah, I, I can see that. Like because especially because having somebody like Trump is really really terrible. Um, but having I mean, like, like it doesn't make any sense for the media to spend more time on the libertarian candidate or the candidate from a from an unpopular, a barely popular party um, to talk about a race that's not going to be flashy or have uh, or raise any eyebrows. I, I, see, that's the thing. It's not up to the media to pick how exciting the race is. You know, and especially, but it's not. So, but it, but it's not. It's, it's not exciting. So it's, not, so it's not exciting that that was the first African American to run for office. I mean, to the extent that yes, that is the first. That that's the first person to do this. I mean, put it this way: you're excited about the first. You're excited about the first gentleman. I yeah, mean, but I wouldn't. Up. You're excited about but, the first gentleman, but and I the fact that the president's wife is going to have as a teacher. So, but that if you can be excited about reason. that, I don't know how you couldn't be excited. About well, I'm not. I didn't. I, I didn't vote for them because, like, this would be the first female <laughs> vice president. You know, I'm just fucking with you, but it's just true. <laughs> no, it's, no, it's not. I mean, like, uh, um, when, like, if Ted Cruz was going to run for president as he has, like, but if he was on the Republican ticket, lying Ted. Um, I, yes, if I would vote for him simply because he's a Latino and I'm a Latino, there's just yeah. doesn't make sense to do that. Now, um, like if he were a progressive and thought along the same uh, lines that I did, then hell yeah, why wouldn't I vote for him? But he uh -huh. doesn't, so it, it doesn't it doesn't make sense. These are like the things that I mentioned. These are all just like uh, sprinkles in the cake. Uh -huh. um, so it's not like I wouldn't I I wouldn't have voted for Kamala just knowing that 
her ethnicity or uh, or the representation that her election would uh, would bring. I, I would that wouldn't be a a, a deciding uh, variable for me. Uh-huh. But it's, it's right, but it, I mean it says a lot. It says a lot about the the party that would run a candidate like that and the party that didn't. I think I think it says a lot the the party that put up the criminal justice record that those two have. I that to me that says a lot. I mean I mean that's just cherry picking on that one specific issue. Nah, dude, that's my that's that's like like I said, that's one of my big issues that I've always been behind is criminal justice. Yeah, yeah. I don't, it, it, I don't it, like and it is cherry picking. No, that's perfect. And that's okay. If that's like the, the if that's your line in the sand, then that's your line in the sand. Yeah. That that that's that, that and you know, I mean, you know, the Patriot Act, all that, you know. I can't vote for anybody that was down with that. Wait, Biden Joe Biden, yeah. He's like he what did he do for the for the Patriot Act? I mean, he, he thought it was a good idea. I mean, he signed off on it. So that, that's a no, a that's a no go that happened, for me. Right? Huh? He was a senator when, when that happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. And, 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 the, and the Patriot Act signed with, uh, bipart- uh, was signed by, with bipartisan support. And, and you know how I feel about both of those groups of people. Right. I mean, so it's not, it's not like there was something particularly unique, uh, uniquely evil or uh, going out of his way to oppress people. No, yeah. it, it was so. it was uniquely wrong. That's what that's what the problem is. Those people went along. How, with how, how, and I think how you how is it uniquely wrong when like the the, the overwhelming majority of both parties voted for it? That, the, I, I just I I, I agree. They, they were all wrong. The act is wrong. I agree. I agree. So then they but, were wrong. I mean, it's not like it's not like it's not like. Well, then we should hold all the the. I agree. Everybody that's on the I, left. I and absolutely the right agree. And there. Now you're talking my language. We got to hold them accountable. Yeah, I, I I agree with that too. But now that the that we're Patriot Act was 2002, we're talking about something that happened 18 years ago. Uh-huh. Oh, and he's got a list. Then, and and since then he's been Obama's vice president. And the more recent history speaks uh, more loudly about um, what his stances have been and what they will what they are now and where his policy will. Be being influenced by those stances, like gay marriage. He's he's the one that's responsible for for pushing Obama towards gay marriage. Towards Still funny to me marriage. that they had to push a Democrat towards it. Libertarians have been for it since seventy one when we started. Uh, I, I will say if he if he does something good, just like for Trump or uh, Obama, if they do something good, I'll give him credit for it. So I'll say that I'm not I'm not I'm not going to be dogmatic about it and just hate on him for for everything if he does something i agree with i'll I'll, I'll say it i'm not holding my fucking breath but Mm -hmm, i'll say mm -hmm, it mm -hmm. know what i'm saying i hear you but i mean well let's take a break you 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 got anything else to say before we take a break the last thing i would say on that is that i think right off the bat he is going to do things that are going to do much better for america like rejoining the who going back into the paris climate accord um, establishing a national testing program for COVID. Um, I mean, all of, all of those things are, are great for America, great for, for the U.S. What I would well, say yeah. is we need uh, at-home testing, so pe- cheap at-home testing. I don't think we need to get the government involved, let industries make them and sell them to people for uh, cheap. Uh, How about free? 
you know, if, if you can figure out how to pay for it, then that would, that would be wonderful. But yeah. I think cheap would be wonderful, you know, cause, because that's what happens when you have the, the, the command economy is you never know how much of things to, to make the, the, the free market will tell you how many things, how many of them to make and, and the price for it. So that's just the way it works. So well, the, the goal was like at least a million people getting tested per day to be able to monitor and, and uh, well, like, like you say, COVID. you know, it'd be nice if see, that's, see, that's, see, that's the government setting a goal as opposed to just putting the test out there for the people that need them. Like me, I'm not leaving the house. I don't need a test right now, you know, by, by and large, you know, I haven't left for a week. Uh, so I didn't need a test this week, so I don't need to be tested every day. So people should buy a test so they could test before they leave the house and do that. It doesn't have to be a whole thing. And then, you know, if it's the government, then you got to get involved with somebody going, going and uh, you got to go get tested someplace where people who think they have the virus are. So, I mean, I think, you know, that those testing centers can be scary too. You know, I don't want to go where somebody thinks they have the coronavirus so that I can get tested. I want to do it at home and see if I got the coronavirus and then go about my day. Are you, That's smart. You, I mean, the, the way the tests are now generally is uh, through the drive-through centers. You're not gathering with anybody else that might have it. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen that. You know, not everybody has cars and people who don't have cars can't get tested as easily. I mean, there are walk-up centers that you can go to. Yeah. And um, it's, I mean, and you're separated from everybody else. You can be outdoors even to get. Yeah. So, I mean, so that's not a real risk. Yeah. And, but I forget. I mean, then it's not like you're forced to go get tested. It's like when you feel that, like, oh, holy shit, I think I may have been um, infected. I think I had close contact with somebody that has COVID-19. So I, I'm going to go get tested. Uh-huh. You don't have to. You don't have to. But like these, this way, having a national program would make it much more easily available. And it'll be much easier for people to take it who don't have to worry about like, fuck, do I need to buy, do I need to pay this light bill or can I go and get tested? Go and get tested. It's free. And then that way you're not infecting others simply because you're afraid of how much it's going to cost you to get tested. I would say they should put out tests for people to buy too, at least, because... I mean, there that, are. That'll make it uh, better. You can buy tests. Are they are they at home tests? I think there are now. I mean, you can. I mean, you can go to urgent care centers and pay if you want to get tested yeah. at urgent care centers. Yeah, because that that'd be so, good if there was enough of them to go around. If they had more companies, I'm sure it'd be cheaper. So if they'd allow more people to make them. That'd be wonderful. So, all right. Well, let's take a little break real quick and come back with something else. All right. Hi, this is Sean Osborne, and I wanted to let you know that I'm a musician, and I have some music that you can check out wherever you listen to music. Uh, I do a lot of uh, liberty-minded music. A lot of it's in a folk style, like traditional American folk style, say like uh, Woody Guthrie minus the socialism, obviously. Um, I also have some songs that kind of border on country to rock and blues. Um, so please check me out uh, wherever you listen to music. Uh, Sean Osborne, you know, if you want to look at the album names, I have uh, This Might Make You Mad, Head in the Sand. I have an album called Four Others, Volume 1, that's for charity. Um, every track has a 
charity that it benefits. Linda Hand benefits um, Children's Hospital. Um, Much Braver Than I benefits the Fallen Firefighter Foundation. Over There benefits the Wounded Warriors Project. And It's Time benefits the Sea Shepherds. So the more you listen, the more you give. So please check out those songs um, wherever you listen to music. And um, please share them with your friends. And spread the uh, message of liberty with music. Thank you. All right. Well, we're back. So I thought uh, on the last podcast, we talked a little bit about the decriminalization of drugs. And I was thinking about what you had said, because you said what, what it was, wasn't a libertarian view of it. And I thought, no, that's, that's exactly right. Cause I would throw government right the hell out of the whole situation. So I thought to myself, that's, that, that's true. Cause what happened over there is both, both of us, want criminal justice reform, right? You know, mm-hmm. uh, and we want people to stop being messed with by the cops and that kind of thing. And what happened over there was more the progressive uh, view of things. It still leaves the government involved and tries to somehow manage a, the problem, correct? Right. So the libertarian view would be to totally make it illegal so the government's completely out of it and you know use whatever like a tax that's on it that or you know general taxes in general can pay for things especially if there's taxes on those you know if there's 25 percent tax on something you know like a libertarian might get into a flat tax or something like that so everybody pays the same tax on every product um, those products would be bringing in a tax you could say all the money from from those just goes straight to that that issue. But, you know, besides that, I was wondering what you thought about how would the government police that then? I mean, uh, how do they, how, like, because you were saying they give out, they were going to give out tickets. Who are they going to give out tickets to if it's decriminalized? You mean what's going to happen in, in Oregon now? Yeah. Uh-huh. It'll be to the, um, the people that had the drugs. I thought it was decriminalized. So what are they going to get a ticket for? Well, it's decriminalized. It's a civil infraction. Oh, so there's still, so the cops still, can still fuck with you. I mean, they can give you a fine. Yeah, but it, you're yeah, not going. You're not going to get arrested. Okay, so you're not going to get arrested. But do you don't think this is going to make cops go after people f- seeking revenue? I no, mean, there it's, a, lot, it's, a lot of cities. A lot of cities have proven, uh, you know, that tickets and stuff like that. That the cops end up being more meter maids in that sense with traffic tickets and stuff like that they're going to be looking to hassle people so they can give out tickets to build revenue well, for the government what, what you're what you're talking about is when the 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 police um stations police departments raise money for themselves by finding people by pulling people over and giving them tickets yeah you're absolutely right about that this is money that's going to go towards rehab programs and treatment programs and government always spends money on what it's supposed to right well, I, I don't know if that's the case. I mean, you can you can make that as a general statement. It doesn't mean that it's always true. Yeah, it's not always true, but I mean, it's it's a pretty it's a pretty 
relevant statement, you know. You I know, mean, that's a, like Trump. That's like Trump saying. Seat. That's like Trump saying Philadelphia has a history of voter fraud. I mean, it's a blanket statement without much evidence. Or Mexico is going to pay for the wall. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and okay, so, so you and obviously the dealers are still going to be. Uh, arrested right yep and dealers, manufacturers yep so how how are they going to find these people if Ooh, dealers yeah how, how mm-hmm. are they going to locate them because right now the way they find out where dealers are and stuff is by you know rolling people so how how, how are they going to now uh police this where they go after them if they don't have the people they can't use anything as leverage over a person to go after them. Uh, I'm not sure that the cops will have to figure that out. See, that's what I mean. I, th- I th- see. I think that's another hole in their whole situation. I don't think it's going to change a damn thing. They're just going to. They're just going to. They're going to fleece people for money. Is all. All that's going to happen. That's the difference between. That, that's the difference between getting government out of it and half-assing it. Wait. So wait. Two two days ago, you were you were for this and then. No, I think I think it's better. I think it's better. But I, you know, you you told me the part about the tickets, and I, you know, you explained it to me. And hearing that, I mean, it's better than throwing them in prison. You know, I don't think people are gonna, uh, you know, fight to the death over it. But I don't know. Maybe if they're broke already and they're trying to find them a thousand dollars, maybe that maybe they might still run. I like to think for something like that that the cops aren't gonna try to kill them over it. But you never know. You never know, but it's a hundred dollars, and and probably, oh, I think the biggest still, issue. If you don't, if yeah. you don't, have, as you as you put it, if you don't have money for things, yeah. and, you know, a hundred dollars for that's going to be way more damaging to you than you know spending twenty bucks on some something. I mean, you're, that that is a concern. Like, uh, if people are already using drugs, they're using their money whatever money they have on drugs, they're not going to use it to pay a fine. Yes, absolutely. That's a, that's a big deal. In yeah. Fact, and what it, what it points to is that uh, more than likely it is essentially becoming um, fully legalized. It essentially looks like it's becoming legal, legalized because if you're fining people, but those people aren't paying the fines, then you're not accomplishing the goal of being able to provide them right. treatment or rehab. So, I mean, that, that, that is a, that is a concern. Um, but then there's also the possibility that somebody that gets this fine will hopefully, instead of going to jail and getting worse and um, now having a, a ticket or a mark on their, 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 their history that was mm-hmm. in order to get a job, will be able to hopefully, um, and I mean, this is, this is, this is like a, a, a lot of hope, a lot of optimism, that yeah. the person will say, well, like, okay, fine, I, I don't have uh, an, uh, an arrest on my record because of the eighth of marijuana or the uh, the the eight ball of cocaine or crack that I had. So I'm going to, you know, straighten out. Like, this is my chance. I could have gone to jail, but no, I, I live in Oregon. So then they're offering me this treatment. So I'll take it. That's, that's mm-hmm. the goal. And hopefully that'll be the case. Uh, I mean, the main, the main idea that I think you and I both agree with is that this should be treated as a, as a health issue. And it is a health issue. issue. Of that, there's yeah. no problem. Yeah, and I, and I think we should treat it that way. Yeah. So, I think I I think I'm pretty good on that. You you good on it then? I yeah. Think that was yeah. Yeah. Right That's on. Good, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So well, I hope you all uh, come back and uh, listen again. Uh, rate, review, follow us, and all that good stuff. Uh, yeah. 
And uh, we'll see you next time on a progressive and a libertarian walk into a bar. Take it easy, Fern. Take care. Wash your hands. Yes. Wear, wear your mask. <laughs>